Hello and welcome everybody to Great News Weekly with GreatNews.Life and your host Jenny Craig Brown, that's me, and we are here with your weekly installment of the good news in the region. I'm here to tell you all about it and we're going to get right to it because I've got some great stuff. So come on in, grab your lunch, hang out with me for a little dose of the good stuff. So first up, Cedar Lake Market. Who knows about it? Who's been there? Raise your hands. I can see them. Not really. But... I, the Cedar Lake Market is back and we want to show you one of my favorite portions of that market, Tribe City. Do you like tie-dye? Well, you're in for a treat. Here it is. Hey everybody, it's Jenny Craig Brown here and I am at Cedar Lake Market with Tribe City Boutique and Mobile Tie-Dye and Taylor's going to teach me how to tie-dye today. Super exciting. Let's check it out. So for the classics or crackle design that we're doing, it's a little bit more of a new school design. You're going to lay your shirt flat, as flat as possible, and then you're going to start bunching and wrinkling and crinkling the fabric. You start from the outside and slowly work your way in, making as many little bunches and wrinkles as possible. You're going to try to keep your shirt flat as well. Everything in the end will kind of look like a circular shape or a rectangular shape. And then to secure it and get that white and the crispness, we're going to stretch out rubber bands. We're going to start rubber banding it. I usually do down the center of each side and then work my way in to secure it. So when we take our shirt over to dye, when you look at your shirt, you've got it all banded. You're going to decide on your colors. Um, again, colors that mix well are what you're going to go with. But for the most part, all of the dye that we provide is dye that is going to mix well together. Um, when we start off, we start off with go ahead and kind of laying it down almost like a camouflage. You're going to put a little bit up to the left on the shirt, a little bit in the center, a little bit off to the right, and then you kind of start laying your dye in those colors, a little bit here and a little bit there. What it does is when they start to kind of come together and mix, they're going to go inside those creases and those wrinkles on that crackle design and they'll rest in that point. That's what's going to give you that detail. After you've done the front of your shirt completely, then you're going to go ahead and carefully flip it over. We're going to go ahead and kind of mimic and match that same pattern to a certain extent. You're not going to always see it. Sometimes you will, depending on how heavy you dye through. But go ahead and follow that and kind of put it in the same place, and then you're done. After you've done the backside, we flip it back over. We bag it and secure it, make sure that you have no leakage. That is the biggest, like, no-no for us. We want to make sure everybody goes home and their tie-dye stays in their Ziploc bag. Make sure you keep it in there. When you get it home, you can take it out. We provide care instructions. You're going to just take it out. We put ours on cookie trays or on anything lifted so you get air on the top and the bottom. Uh, we say 24 hours. Then you can go ahead and open them. To open them, you unband them, take the rubber bands off, and you get to do your own little mini reveal, which is, like, literally the best part ever. We advise if it's still damp, go ahead and hang it on a hanger and put it either in a doorway or outside to finish dye or finish drying. And then we rock them from there. We started tie-dyeing with our kids. Um, we thought it'd be a fun project and like something momish to do. And then we decided that we liked it more than we liked to do it with our children. And we waited for them to go to school so that we could have all the fun dyes. And it's kind of branched from there. Friends and family started asking for shirts and different designs. And we decided that we we're going to give it a whirl. About this time last year, we did our first market and it's been success since. We design anything that you want. We've got custom t-shirts. We've got long sleeve, crewnecks, hoodies, um, just about anything that has a cotton base to it that you can dye, we do. We also do reverse styles, which is like a bleach 
So you have black and you reverse. We can either leave it reversed with that white or we can re-dye it as well. So we kind of specialize in new school and old school tie-dye, anything that you could think of. We take everything on the road. We bring everything that you would need for a birthday party or an event. We do girls' nights. We do um, like team events. We do anything basically that you want to get people together. We've got two different packages. We've got a Go Green package that is at one price point. That one's right now $15 to $20. Your company or your team or the party host, you're going to ask your guests to bring their own custom, or excuse me, their own cotton items and then we will tie-dye what they have there. Or the mom package, we bring everything. You provide us with a list of sizes and names. You get to pick whether it be a t-shirt, a tank, a tunic, they're all customizable, but we show up that day of your party. We bring everything you need, the shirt, we label everything, and then we get everybody going. So it's kind of like a mom perfect match because we handle setup, we handle breakdown, we handle the entertainment of the kids and it's all per person, a per person cost. So there's no overhead fee necessarily. Well, there you have it, folks. I learned how to tie dye. They do amazing things. So whether you need a cool party idea, you wanna come by the market and visit them, or just wanna learn more about tie dyeing, Tribe City's the crew. They've got it right here, Cedar Lake. Come and check it out, you guys. Tie dye, I'm so excited that the Cedar Lake Market is back. If you've never been, it's the second and fourth Wednesday from May through October. It's here, it's exciting, and it's a beautiful, if you've never been out, it's absolutely beautiful. So get out there, visit Tribe City, visit all the other vendors, and uh, spend your summer outside with some tie-dye. It's super fun. So next up, Lifer Grace, who some of you have gotten to know in the couple weeks through the summer that she's been here, got to interview a PNW student about a local historical hero. And I'm so excited to share her story on our show today. Let's learn all about Anita King. Hi, everybody. So I'm here with Kayla Vasilko, and she's going to be talking to us about her research that led to the opening of an exhibit for Anita King right here in LaPorte. So could you tell me a little bit more about who Anita King is? Absolutely. So she was born in Michigan City, Indiana. She was one of nine children. Uh, she was orphaned by the time that she was 14, and she worked at different mansions in Michigan City to keep her family together. Um, but she always had a dream of acting. She did some stage acting in Chicago before meeting Lillian Russell, who encouraged her to move out west and pursue her dreams in Hollywood. Um, once she was there, she was not only a silent movie actress, but she was a, one of the first female race car drivers, and she ended up being the first woman to drive cross-country alone. So can you just walk me through um, your research process and how that all led up to the opening of the exhibit? Absolutely. So about two years ago, um, I helped put on an annual PNW event called the Star Walk, which is an event meant to honor local heroes. And our keynote speaker that year, Dr. Jerry Holt, started to tell the story of local hero Anita King. Now myself and the other attendees there were awed and surprised by two things. One, by everything that she accomplished and two, by the fact that we had no idea who she was before that night. And so as he went on to continue saying that there was a lot of her story that we still didn't know, um, and really there wasn't much recorded, I knew that I wanted to help tell that story. After that, I began an independent study with him later that year and then continued that on with other professors at the university and was able to start writing grants um, and connecting with different people in Hollywood and Wisconsin to bring artifacts home 
to look forward to Honor Anita King. I am honored to have been able to connect with the story um, and just tell that story in her hometown. One of the most special parts during the research was actually being able to connect with her great-great-niece, Lucienne Boardman, um, and she actually helped me connect with a lot of Anita's story. Um, and a couple of weeks before the exhibit opened, she actually brought some artifacts herself um, that were in the family that belonged to Anita King. So that was incredible. Her story now has the chance to inspire a lot of other people. Like it inspired me. I think that there's a lot um, that many different people can connect with it because her story was all about determination and overcoming doubt and different challenges in her life. So I think it's really important right now. Definitely. And along with that message, is there anything else that you want visitors of the exhibit to take away when they do go? I would say that when they visit it and they see the car and the movie, uh, the movies themselves and the different artifacts that we're blessed to be able to have there, just remember that no matter who you are, no matter what doubt or difficulty you might be facing right now, if you believe in something, you can achieve it. Don't ever give up on yourself. That's incredible. You're shining an awesome spotlight here on Anita King and just the LaPorte County area in general. So thank you so much for all that you've done and the research that you did too. Thank you so much for having me here to talk about it. Shout out to Kayla for such an incredible report on this incredible person that we have, we didn't even know we had in our history right here in Indiana. And shout out to Life for Grace for that great story. I loved connecting with Kayla, learning more about Anita. Wonderful job, guys. So next up, if you've not met Lifer Carter, well, you are in for a treat. He's one of our newest lifers, and he has an incredible spotlight on outdoor dining right here in the region. He's going to tell you all about all the places to go. Summer's here. We need to get outside, brunch on a rooftop, whatever you want. Outdoor dining, Carter's got it, and you're going to listen. Check it out. Summer is here, folks, and that means outdoor dining is here, too. Oh, but where where do I eat? I'm glad you asked, because I got 10 hot, 10... 10 hot places to eat with outdoor dining right here in Northwest Indiana. First up, we've got Blackbird Cafe. Valpo's longest running cafe has the shortest square footage of outdoor seating, but it's cute, it's simple, and it's a great place to grab a bite to eat with a small group of friends. Next up, we got Fiddlehead with outdoor seating that will knock you dead. Make sure you stop by Fiddlehead in Michigan City and take advantage of their wonderful outdoor seating and their amazing menu. Then we got Patrick's Grill. Whoa, what? where's all the outdoor seating? Let me tell you what, much like my energy, the indoor ambiance is unmatched. We've got little fires, amazing lighting, and delicious food. Abioko's rooftop will make your heart stop. The dining area is officially called Luna, and with its opening ceiling and its unmatched beautiful view of Interstate 49, there's nothing better than looking off at the horizon and popping a deliciously overpriced bottle of wine. Speaking of views, Sunset Grill has an unmatched view of the Michigan City Lake, and it is the perfect place to watch the sunset while chomping into one of their many delicious menu items. Oh, speed round! Lincoln Flats is all that. Great seating and great eating. Strap on your organic eating boots because it's time for Roots. They have many delicious food items, all made with organic ingredients. 
If you want to get your za on, then head over to Peddler's Pub with your friend named Bub and go ham on a ham and pineapple pizza. Next we got Ricochet Tacos. Wonderful gourmet tacos, and trust me, you've never had tacos like this. But can we really taco about tacos without mentioning La Cabana? Take in some fresh air while your belly takes in some delicious Mexican food. And finally, Burger House Burger has anything you could want when it comes to outdoor seating and burgers galore. So what are you waiting for? Get on out there, spend some fun bucks, soak up some sunshine, and fill your belly, and let us know what your favorite outdoor dining is, um, because I'm sure I missed some. Also, um, this is my show. I will now have a cool segment on the show. Signing off. There you have it, folks. Lifer Carter. Uh, and he is correct. So you will be seeing more of Lifer Carter. He will have an ongoing segment on Great News Weekly just to bring us all the good stuff happening around the region with me. So come next week right here to Great News Life. Watch our live show. Get your good fill of good news. Please join us every Wednesday at noon. I will see you guys soon. Have an awesome week. Go find some good news. And we'll be right back next Wednesday with some more.